Welcome to Total Wine and More. I'm on cooler duty this weekend. Fill it up with seltzers and canned cocktails. Oh, wow, great prices. Find what you love, love what you find. At Total Wine and More, drink responsibly, B21. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. We are recording this one. It's not live. Okay, this is Jim the Keys bartender. We're back. Um, I know it's kind of weird. We just did a couple. I'm here with Papa Joe. Papa Joe's here. We just did a live one. Yeah, we just did a live show, but I wanted to record one. Uh, so what? We could do two live shows and a recorded one or something like that. I think tonight. I think Steve wanted to do a show. I don't think I'm gonna be able to do one tonight after. Uh, yeah. See how you feel. Oh yeah, Mom. I got it. I got to cook tonight. I got a big. Big steak. I got Abby and oh, I. Oh, if that's going to be that case. I know. And I got. No show. For, I got to do the, the, you know, one, the Sky, my daughter is a vegetarian, it's pescatarian, I guess you call it. And uh, we're still meat eaters. And since I lost so much weight, I don't know if you noticed. Yes, I did. Yeah. It's not from the illness. It's from my anxiety. I wasn't eating as much. Yeah, that well, that'll do it. Yeah, that was it. That was doing it. So, uh, but you know what? You're helping me right now because I had to go and stock up. You stocked up, and we're picking. No, we're picking. We're picking on prosciutto and mozzarella and mozzarella, some, some cheddar, that, cheese, stuff, cheddar cheese dip. Yep. I got some strawberries. I ate my strawberries already. That's why I don't know if you like strawberries. I love strawberries. I put them in separate bowls. This way, you can just pick it. This stuff. Um. Um, not we're, we're being responsible without yeah. being uh, careless, I guess. This ep- I w- I'm going to put in the I, I don't know what I'm going to title, but I'm thinking I'm going to call it someone gently rapping. But it could be because we're I was referencing a Edgar Allan Poe right. poem, uh, the Raven, but uh, it could be tapping, but rapping works. And um, to get back to uh, this past Saturday night, my Abby wanted to watch the Tyson fight. She always was a big, she loved the heavyweights. Sure. She loved the heavyweights. She, it's weird. And as a kid, I liked the heavyweights too. I, I wasn't, I'm, I'm, I wasn't a big fan of the middleweights or, uh, I always, I don't, I, I don't know what the intrigue of, of it is. It's just a raw power beating the crap I, I don't like MMA. I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah, I like MMA. I mean, I can understand. You know, I can wrap my head around. No, I understand just why the craziness like it. of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but it does get a little brutal, doesn't it? No, yeah, yeah. A little yeah. bloody. The, the the submission and stuff like that. But and and boxing, even though it's not all artistry, because that was some crazy um, down. Uh, what do they call it? Down. I was going to call it down ticket, but the other fights, the undercard. Okay. The undercards. They just don't interest you. No. No. So I'm working. Abby goes to her sister's and her, my, 
our her brother-in-law, my brother-in-law, they decide to split the pay-per-view. So they're entertaining. Like, my brother-in-law is not really into rapping, but they love that shit. They love that Snoop Dogg's that was the commentator. Right. He would smoke a pot the whole time. He was pretty good, and he added entertainment value to the, the whole show. And you could tell one of the guys, a regular fight announcer was there, and he really enjoyed it. He said, holy shit, this is, you could see the guy saying, this is different. Right. And it was fun. And, he, and in between the fights, they had rappers come out and singers do a little shows and stuff like that. So um, the fight, eh, you know, Tyson was in amazing shape. Roy Jones wasn't. It didn't look like he's trained as hard as Tyson. But Tyson was always kind of uh, a buff guy. Tyson wasn't at his 23-year-old no, shape. No, of course not. But for 54 years old, he was in fucking awesome shape. Yeah. And he came out. Uh, he, he he was scary looking. And that Roy Jones is kind of really backing up. He was doing these no-look jabs left and right. And it ended up being a tie. But so... The the bring it into it. Do you didn't see any of it? No, I didn't. I didn't see the fight. But you're saying they had rap music performers mm-hmm. in between the fights. Oh yeah, yeah. And then this word brings me to it. Um, I wanted to. Um, when I was first introduced to rap, there was the Sugar Hill Gang and stuff like that. And then a little later, Sir Mix a Lot, and the poetry of it. I like big butts, and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny that when a girl walks in with an itty-bitty waist and a round thing in your face, and it was, think about it. Just think of that. Sir Mix-a-Lot just kept throwing out these lines and stuff. Um, It's like an anthem to anti-body shaming nowadays. So I have these three patrons come in, and I love them. They're my regulars and stuff like that, and come in there, and they're, the. I guess they're in their at least 10 years older than me, maybe 15, 15 years older, 15, yeah, about 15 years older than me. And one of them says, uh, what did you think of the rapper? I didn't like the language and stuff like that. And I said, I appreciate the thing. Oh, but it's so horrible. And they said, wait, that's a little judgmental. I mean, it was two African-Americans on the title card. So they had rappers and rap is their music. And, uh, Maybe you shouldn't be judgmental about that. And she goes, but the language is so horrible. And I said, but that language doesn't really mean anything. If you think it's just like here when we see fuck, shit, this, pussy. They said pussy, blowjob, motherfucker, all this stuff. Yeah. And they're rapping. It's just part rap, of their thing. Rap is very vulgar. And this is the comment. And, and it was, and I said, that's their form of expression. And those rappers, I'm not saying that group and it's part of the style and 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 the custom of of rapping and i'm not i'm i'm still uh mainly like uh eagles i like the eagles i like bruce springsteen i like nirvana i like some classical music uh and some kind of mild music and and yeah some rap and an r&b big fan of, but th- when you have someone that an older white person judge someone's art form. I said, they created this just like jazz, just like rock. Just think when Elvis Presley came out, right? They couldn't film. They had to film above his waist because they said 
the movements below the gyrations were suggestive of sex. And so, I mean, if 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 every music every music form that followed had to fit your type of let's say what what what's appropriate, then there would be no movement. And and so we got in deeper and well, that deeper. Isn't and that deeper. true of any art? If yeah. art any art mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean uh, it stayed stayed within a very confined space, there would be no growth. In fact, I would say well, societies would perish. I mean, when you think about the, the Renaissance, the the, uh, the Dutch masters, the Renaissance paint, or Renaissance uh, painters like Da Vinci, and then you have the Dutch masters. You have Goya, and and then uh, I'm trying to go into thing. You have Picasso, Pollock, uh, all these different art forms. Oh, oh the French Impressionist, right? Manet, Monet, uh, Van Gogh. All those, so there's just say so we're we're going in. I said, you know, these are just words. Don't worry about the words. It's the meaning. It's the intent. I care more about the words. He said, well, how about your daughter? I said, I don't care. I don't necessarily care the language she uses all the time. And people say, oh, I can't believe that. Well, I suggest don't use that language all the time because you can use other words like we. You know, when I say that's a bad person, malintent. Instead of saying, oh, he's a motherfucker, he's a cocksucker. You could say that sometimes, and it's appropriate. But having a little wider, I'm, I'm a suggestion that a little wider uh, vocabulary helps you express yourself more. But I won't shit on someone's use of the language. I worry more than t- the intent and their actions right, to it, behind it. And... And then she said it's not a good style. It's a relatively new genre, if you think about it. Yeah, compared to others, absolutely. It's years, uh, yeah, relatively I mean, it's, new. I mean, in the beginning, it was kind of like a melody in the be- beginning of it. Now, it's it's got its own beat. It has its own um, cadence. And it's just out, outside these things. And But if all those things were criteria that fit in to what was appropriate, then you wouldn't ever have any yeah. growth. You wouldn't have jazz. You wouldn't have Gershwin. You wouldn't have... You wouldn't have anything. Yeah. Or Think about want, it. Yeah. You wouldn't have anything. Here, here would be my solution for that, yeah. is if you took uh, any rapper and you simply read the lyrics, mm-hmm. they're not always silly, goofy. Sometimes they're, they're painful and... and uh, they tell a very horrid story of growing up in some really unfortunate circumstances, and it's poetry. And if you consider that it's poetry, in, including the vulgarity used, and I'll tell you right now, rap is just not a preferred genre. I don't have an ear for it. In fact, so little of an ear, I can't even understand the words, and then I get frustrated that I can't hear what they're uh-huh. singing but what I do is you go online, like you can mm-hmm. with any song, you can download the lyrics. And when you read the lyrics of some of the songs, even Eminem, mm-hmm. who's just a poor white kid, right? Mm-hmm. You start hearing a story, and they're wonderful stories, and sometimes they're told in the, in, in, without vulgarity. But sometimes when you're talking about the extremes of growing up in horrid conditions— the passion, the anger—it comes out as vulgarity. Well, why, when you use the language, the language of your community in 
in expressing yourself. Right. I don't have a problem with any of it. Um, just like I don't have a problem with innuendo. And if you listen to some jazz and, and even some classics, you read between the lines. Yeah. Just like in some old movies. You know how to whistle, don't you? Yeah. Put your, uh, Put lips, your together lips together and, and blow. blow. Yeah. yeah. So w- are we mad at that? Yep. No. So art, art should get you to another place. It's tr- transformative. Right. And, 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 uh, and when he sh- spoke about language, how, what does language have to do with intent? Because I, 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 and I went off the thing. I mentioned the, the Wannese, uh, a conference that was the um, a Berlin suburb in 1942, I think, where the underlings of Hitler got together and they formalized the final solution. But if you ever uh, get any of the transcripts to it and, uh, or, you know, reports of what happened, the language in it was pretty, there was not offensive language in it. What was offensive was the intent, the extermination of a group of people. And, um, and then if you worry about the reaction of people have to art, then you can look at something like uh, The Rite of Spring. It was a, a ballet by Stravinsky, and the reason I got exposed to that was from um, the movie Steve Jobs. Okay. Uh, the one with Michael Fassbender and Kate Winslet. And they met, he mentioned something like when they're doing something, when you're doing something creative or doing it, you have to, um, you know, there's people who are going to disagree with you. And Stravinsky's Rite of Spring took place, and, and I did a little research on it, and they, and they mentioned about the riots when people heard this ballet, the music from it, and the dance and all that stuff. They just, it w- they weren't ready for it. And uh, it was... It was just in a different form. The dance moves were kind of jerky and all that things. And the theater goers were uh, offended because they wanted to see something they were used to. Right. So they're looking at this heresy. Yeah. And then something just like Salieri, I guess Salieri and Mozart. Salieri was more popular in his day. He was Mozart's uh, compatriot. He was much more popular, made a lot more money than Mozart. But afterwards... It was Mozart's considered the the master, right, and things like that. And and same thing is going to go with his rap. And then the final, uh, not final, but part of it was why would why do people of other cultures cons- concern themselves with whether they need to be okay with someone else's art form, right? Think of it, and and, and whenever, and, and this is this is why I say if you're if you are a diehard racist, just go fuck yourself and get off. Don't listen to show, don't listen to show. Um, go and listen to the shit you want to listen to. Yeah, go back in your. We're bubble. not going to do it. Go back in, but I'm, I'm not putting anybody on a pedestal. I'm putting everyone on an even ground. Every they need to express themselves, but just think. I'll give you a little history. Mary Anderson in 1939 was um, invited and disinvited to perform at the Constitutional uh, Hall in Washington, D.C. by the Daughters of American Revolution. Uh, the Roosevelt's inserted themselves into this, and I knew about this prior to. I didn't have to do a lot of research. I just would need to get some of it, um, the particulars out. Marian Anderson, 
a great opera singer. They, they even she happened to be African American, right? And the Roosevelt said, "Well, we'll have a concert on uh, Lincoln," and seventy five thousand people attended, much more than went to the Constitutional Hall. And then, um, you know, for people that want to think that, you know, that if they went with a style that was more accepting to the sensibilities of the greater community that would work for them, Nat King Cole. Nat King Cole, I'll tell you, Nat King Cole. And if you don't know who Nat King Cole is, you know, you're, you may be young, but he was a famous singer from World War II to 1960. I died in uh, like 62 or 63. But he had these, I mean, you just look up some of his songs, Unforgettable, I love you for sentimental reasons. All these songs, beautiful songs. He had a great voice. And he was, uh, he performed for segregated crowds. So when he did a concert, it was for all white people or all black people. He was very popular. No, but he wasn't allowed. There were some places when he went to, if they were segregated, he couldn't couldn't stay in the hotel. He was popular amongst White America. Yeah. White America loved Nat King Cole, but God forbid if Nat King Cole wanted to stay in a hotel. Well, in the 1950s, he had a show for uh, a season or two, a national show on NBC. And the largest sponsor he'd get was Rheingold Beer. Yeah. He could not get a national sponsor. Nat King Cole. Now, if you're, if you're aware who Nat King Cole he Nat King Cole is, who would you compare him to right now? Who would you, who? Who's alive right now? Nat King Cole was Michael Jackson. Was oh no, uh, he was the, the the premier. Yeah, he was it. He was it. He'd sing. Well, he could, he would take a country song. He'd be right he sang up there a country a Sinatra. Song. Or, he sang a country song, "Rambling Rose," and it became a hit. Right. Well, there's very a little bigger he hit. Sang that didn't yeah, ramble a hit. everything. Yeah, became a hit. So he couldn't get a national conference, and then when the civil rights movement started rolling along in the fifties and really hit steam in the sixties. Uh, black civil rights leaders took him to task. Uh, Thurgood Marshall, um, Lewis, they said, and then they called him, and, um, it was a um, pejorative, an Uncle Tom. Right. Because he did perform, and he should have said, I'm not going to perform in, in segregated audiences anymore. So eventually, Nat and Cole saw that. You know, he's not going to win. He's, you're not winning over the people. Eventually, there was a, at one point, there was a conspiracy by upwards of 150 people to kidnap him because there was a picture of him with some white women. No, it's just around, out and about. Right. One night, and they just didn't like it. I mean, just fuck it. You know, you got a problem. But that goes towards, you know, an individual's outlook on expectations. It's art needs the idea of art the idea of an artist expressing an uh, in their art mm-hmm. an idea for the most part and, and like you said it's transformative it, it when you say it's transformative to me the idea of art is to be in your face sometimes it gets to be as a challenge it should challenge everything you believe and get you to question it. That's art. To me, art, like when the Impressionists came out, mm-hmm. uh, no one knew what to think about them. 
they were relegated to, I mean, people, they were ignored for the longest time. And then all of a sudden, it's like the social conscious woke up and the impressionists took off as far as painting and yeah. art. But theater, theater should, you know, death of a salesman really gets you to take on, you got to really think hard about, you know, the, the or, topics. Or, or waiting for Godot. Absolutely. Yeah. Here's another one. The Birdcage as a movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's a comedy. But it it really brings up the idea of conservative America and the topic of, of, of gay rights, essentially. And though it's done through a comedy, trust me, you play that movie in, you know, the Bible Belt. Yeah, they might laugh at it, but when you walk away... Whether you know it or not, you, you you've kind of been challenged. You've had it's been offered to you as a challenge. Uh, art is art needs to challenge. Hundred percent. So when you talk about rap, yeah. and you have these guttural uh, lyrics, mm-hmm. uh, passionately, angrily expressed. My God, if you can't go beyond that and say, well, okay, so what's this about? Why? Wh- where's the anger from? What? What is he trying to say? What's the point here? Let me be challenged. Let me be inquisitive. No, they. It, it's like going into a museum, and I've actually done this mm-hmm. um, in Florence. Mm-hmm. So, the uh, Mona Lisa was on loan from the Louvre, mm-hmm. and. We're in the Uffizi Gallery, which is the huge art gallery in Florence, Italy. And and the ma- there's uh, the master, all, all, I can't even say the names, uh, obviously Michelangelo, Da Vinci, the, the, the sculpture, David, is in the Uffizi. I mean, there's world-class art in this gallery, right? It's, it is the Italian Louvre. Yeah. And then the Mona Lisa is on loan. And uh, you, you couldn't get near it because this was shortly after someone went at her with, a, I believe, a pen or something and yep. went to go destroy it. So there was a big cordoned off area and there was a guard posted. So you, you could get about six or eight feet from her. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. It's a relatively large photo, a, a painting. It's, it's big. Mm-hmm. It's not a small painting. And clearly close enough to really you can see the detail mm-hmm. but i listened to and it's 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 mostly well the, i'll tell you it's it's the tourists from some parts of america um and there were some english there too and and it was what's so great about this there's nothing special about this there and and if you listen to the commentary about certain classic pieces of mm-hmm. artwork you start hearing these themes amongst some people art to some people if it doesn't if it's not an instant acknowledgement of what their own expectations are it's not a challenge it doesn't get them to look deeper it doesn't get them to ask any questions mm-hmm. um if it's just, oh, yeah, I like paintings of flowers. That's a nice painting of a flower. 
and if they go into these museums, they gravitate towards that. Oh, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Or that doesn't make sense. Or that's not good. And that's they're, they've entered a museum under false pretenses. They, have, they don't have a proper definition of what art is and its purpose. So when you have someone make this commentary about the art of rap, yes, you have someone, I think, who's come at it without a proper definition of what music should do or can do as an art form. And just from what you've told me, if um, there's, there's no inquiry, there's, there's, there's no uh, reflection of, well, this is making me feel this way, and so why, right? So I think it comes back to if, if you don't have a working understanding of what art should do or could mm-hmm. do, um, yeah, you can still have an opinion. It's just your, your opinion becomes more a reflection of your ignorance. Yeah. That the, the, the art point for the three particular I'm talking about, there was one person that was kind of the, the husband of the woman that had the problem with rap was uh, he was not getting into it. Uh, the friend was an English. Uh, the English uh, and she was an English professor or teacher at one time, and she saw the the um, I hate to say it this way. The points of my argument. And was, uh, I have to say, she was, well, what, what's that? She was, um, she wasn't reluctant. She was, uh, God, I'm drawing a blank right now. She, there was agreement. There was agreement. And I said, if you were not expecting, if why would you expect someone to adopt your art form and, and try to do that like Hootie? Let's say Hootie. And Hootie went into country and all that stuff. And commercial success is going to make a lot of money and stuff like that. But if you think about all the people like uh, uh, Paul Robeson. Okay. Paul Robeson was a great singer in the, in the 1920s and 30s and stuff like that. He had to eventually go to Soviet Union uh, at the time. And even then, the Soviet Union used him as a tool, a propaganda tool, saying, then listen, America's not what it's all breaking up because they're – they have a caste system or a racist system there. But with the way um, – and they used him there. But th- th- there's no reason for you to expect. I'm just saying take your step. There's no reason for you to expect that this group that has been denigrated and ostracized and denied uh, power to fit into – you know, shoehorned into a style – that would make you comfortable. Just because you like the platters, I love the platters. Lionel Richie and all that stuff. Yeah, great. But listen, there are still people that call him the horrible N-word. And same thing with the platters, all those things. And they were treated like shit. And in, in some of the, I'm sure when they were younger, there were places they couldn't go and eat and, and places like that. If you see the story of Ray Charles, uh, uh, he, they didn't concentrate on... Uh, on as much in in that movie Ray on right. the racism, it was almost like people taking advantage of him because he was blind. And Read anything about Sammy Davis and it'll make you cry. Oh yeah. Oh, Plus, 
What an offense. He yeah. married a white woman. Yeah, a Swedish woman. Uh, right. Altavis or something like that, whatever her, her name was. But in the end, what duty or respect did they have? Just like in World War II when they were asking, they drafted these guys to fight for a system right. of government that didn't give them their full rights. They said, oh, yeah, they had the right. No, there was poll taxes in the South and stuff like that. They purposely – it was – Listen, They're still Jim it was Crow. so bad. It was, it, it, it's still so bad in the South and stuff like that. That it was only now that Georgia, like with this last election, right? You start seeing it. Hey, listen, they're people too. They deserve political power. They believe they deserve their own genre. And and you know what? If I was one, I would do one to piss them off too. Just like when you hear Irish Republican music. They're, they're saying shit about the British all the time. Right. Just like when, whenever you have a, a underclass has to express themselves, it's not going to be something, if they really want to express themselves, it's not going to be something that would mimic the majority. The majority that was repressing them or oppressing them, whatever you want to call it. So don't be surprised. And don't be surprised that if you don't like it and you are offended to it by it, that's your problem. Exactly. That's your problem. And and once you're not offended by it, it doesn't mean you have to go and love it. You don't have to like it. You no. just look at it just like you see. When you see a, I see a Jackson, a Jackson Pollock painting. That this is how I, 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 I hate to, I'm not comparing rap to a Jackson Pollock painting. But it's not my thing. It's but actually a pretty it good comparison. Think yeah, about it. Yeah, and you look at it and you go, I, I don't get it. But I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Someone like Banksy. We talked about right. Banksy. With right. His, he does his thing. Some people don't get it. He, he, but you don't have to. You don't have to love it. You just don't have to hate it. And once you hate something, just like when someone is expressing themselves, people just get getting so fucking pissed off that people kneeled, do, kneeling during the national anthem, kneeling, right? Kneel, we kneel in church. You kneel in church. Kneel, kneel, kneeling is a sign of obeyance and things like that. So how can you be offended by it? If someone stood up and flipped off the national anthem, yeah. even then you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be offended by it. And if you're offended by it because there's something inside yourself. 1968 you know? Olympics. Yeah, the, um, two, in Mexico City, right? In Mexico City, two black American athletes, one white Australian. The two black American athletes raised their, raise their fist in solidarity with uh, a Muhammad Ali? What was uh, no, what was more, more with equal rights and, and, and what um, Martin Luther King's um, movement was doing in civil rights. And it was a statement. You know, we're, we're worthy of equality too, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, here's the thing. Uh, just what, to show what, you how bad it uh, goes, not only were their lives ruined, uh-huh. the white Australian yeah. could never get out from under the shadow of "quote unquote" being a being in that picture and being a part of that because uh, they they asked him. You know, and he said, yes, I'm going to stand with you when you do that. And so that was known. 
and he paid he paid as well. Listen, protest. This this expression. It's you know some you may not consider it art, but it's an expression of protest. It's also called for in our laws, in our constitution. We have a duty to voice our grievances. And we have a duty to honor the lawful and peaceful uh, process by which someone airs those grievances. Uh, we don't have any real standing, except ignorance, mm-hmm. to say someone who kneels during the anthem because, hey, you know what, for my people and, and the people I represent, things are off kilter. And we need to look at this. And I'm standing for those who can't be in the public eye. I'm going to kneel. Um, and the powers that be, I think most Americans understand that. I think most Americans understand when someone raises a fist and says, you know, equality for, for those who I represent. I, I do believe that there are certain groups in America that would love. And we've seen this, right? We've seen this. With the, yeah. the whole kneeling controversy, yeah. they want to work up a base. Uh-huh. They want to make an issue out of it. They want to tell you what to think and why you should be angry. And, and and here's the sad part. People fall for it and they quit thinking about, well, if suddenly in the case of kneeling for the anthem, if suddenly uh, there was controversial shootings involving right white Irish boys. Um, what? Yep. what? There'd be no protest? Yep. People wouldn't be pissed off in the streets? You actually think there wouldn't be riots? You don't know your history. Yep. You don't know your history about Italians, about Irish, about Germans in this country. You don't know anything because you don't have to go back very far in our history. Really? To, to, wounded to find knee. Wounded knee. You can go back to Native Native American, but um, the, um, the, 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 the 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 be surprised, to be surprised and and shocked by something. Maybe they did. If they're if if you're offended, maybe they did accomplish. Maybe no, they did. That, maybe if you're offended and disturbed by it, maybe that. Is as equally uh, valid as being able to see it as, and it's. I'm playing that. Maybe that was their purpose too. On that, and it, you know what? On that note, I think, um, I think we can all agree that you know that um, the flag is a symbol, and the basis for uh, America would be more based in the Constitution more than some arrangements of color or music. That's not the Constitution and freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. Right. Which is the, one of the things that are protected are even more prevalent than a, a bunch of decorations or things like that. And I, I don't mean to cut it short, but I think... We could talk about it ad nauseum, and I, I think we're ready. I'm ready to move on, and I got Go. a very special section Ooh. here or something. Go for it. Okay, and as I'm told, you don't have to um, 
not all the media outlets here get the, uh, what would you call this, breaking news. I, unfortunately, being in the Keys, I have access to some people. And there is a, uh, an author, I guess could be a ghostwriter, you'd have to call him, that is working with a certain first lady. Please On tell. her memoirs. Ooh. And I have, for the next uh, couple months, I think we can have some ex- excerpts of Melania Trump's no. time in the White House. Melania. Yeah. I t- the, there's a working title for the thing is Be Best. But um, they're having a problem trying to teach her the use of prepositions. She's assessing, assessing Be Best. And they said, no, you got to put the. You got to be the have a a determiner in front of that Melania but she's insistent on that so this is from the memoir and I'm going to try my best eventually I have to get someone who I think that would more appropriate to get the accent but I'm going to try here and my best Melania it is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving fat orange man asked me to wear something nice for pardoning ceremony I wear my best Dior dress. I become very shocked. It is not Michael Flynn, but a fucking turkey. That's it. Right there. That's the pardon. That's the pardon, yeah. So Melania doesn't know. uh, I I guess this one of these things, just like the Christmas trees and the kids in cages and stuff like that, she wasn't prepared for the pardoning of a turkey because she's. uh, Or doing a rose. Well, she's uh, Slovenian. Right. Right. So they don't I mean, they don't really have turkey over there now. Well, now they do probably. Well, why? Well, no. In Slovenia, in Slovenia, why would you not kill the animal? We're hungry. We need to eat. Well, in Slovenia, too. In in Slovenia, a turkey is also a suitable uh, sex partner. I thought it was emu. No, no. They turn an ostrich. Turkeys have the appropriate body cavity for guys. So we're going to come back to you with some more of the. And uh, if you're from Slovenia, we're joking. No, well, I haven't had any listeners from Slovenia yet. I I have been in there. I have been in Slovenia. Uh, Have you been to Slovenia? Yeah, I've been to Slovenia. That's where that that, uh, rental car company went with in Poland. They were trying to fuck me on there. They were a Slovenian company? No. No, uh, no, they hit me with a, like a six hundred dollar uh, bill for going into Slovenia, even though it's part of the oh. EU, right next to it. We were in there for like fifteen minutes. Went through. There was no border. There was a, well, there's a border, I guess. There's technically a border, but there's a sign, and it says now entering. You know, with the circle of the EU with all the stars, you know, blue with stars. Right, right. Slovenia, and you. Oh, well, that's nice. And then. A month, you know, a couple of weeks later, they're trying to say, "Hey, you went in Slovenia." I say, "So what?" And they say, "Well, you should have read it." I, you mean on the fifth page in Polish that there was a <laughs> there was a, a two thousand zolty charge for going in the Slovenia? name of the money a zolty zolty a zloty zloty z l o t y Polish. Put the coin in the zloty no, and pull the handle. It's very inexpensive. Yes, um, I just. Uh, what was it, a couple weeks ago? I watched the new Borat. Uh, what was it? Though, did you watch the new? Mo- I have not yeah. seen the movie yet. Yeah, it was different. It was different. Is it funny? And, you know, yeah. In the first one, no one knew 
who he was, so right. it was easier for him to um, hoodwink and it kind of make uh, get people at unawares. But you you can see that people started bothering him and stuff like, hey, boy, you know, right. you see outtakes where people knew exactly who he was. So that's with the girl that plays his daughter. He says, well, no one's going to – and a couple times he dresses up. You know, he had to put some um, you know, makeup on and pretend right. that he was a um, kind of like a caricature of an Amer- a Western American. His, um, I guess, under the Bush administration, his interviews of Cheney. Have you ever seen those? No. Oh, he gets. I don't know how he does it. Talk about art, right? Talk about challenging the system and what you believe. He. Under the under the most ridiculous premises of I'm a foreign person from what's the country that uh, Kazakhstan Kazakhstan and I'm here and um, we love America right so he, and he actually gets um, political individuals and, and when he was doing this it was the Bush administration mm-hmm. the GW Bush administration and people would actually sit down and try to Kazakhstan have Kazakhstan was actually and uh, one of the uh, alliance, alliance um, that they put together in the alliance: with Georgia, Armenia, mm-hmm. Poland, Slovakia. Um, that that's where um, Cheney said that called um, wet, France and Germany, old Europe. Right. So they, but he's he's I think uh, Mr. Cohen is I think he's a genius. Yeah, he, he gets it. He gets it sometimes. It's very funny. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll come back with some of the Melania. Maybe we can get, uh, I don't know if we get any comments for it, but uh, fortunately, you know, since they can choose, if I get it, they they can prove that she didn't write it. Well, plagiarism uh, has run run her, followed behind her in this yeah. administration. She's been caught, I know, on two occasions. Yep. Well, Michelle, she loves what a Michelle Obama seems to write. Yep. Um, but listen, and Melania, she's a beautiful woman. You know, she's a you model. Bit, you look you at know, look at the pictures. She's, she's not an Ivy Leaguer. Her, her um, they really had a lot of eye work done. Probably when a younger, I think she was more attractive when she was younger. The uh, the if they let her, just let her be. Yeah, let her be. You know, it's a shame. But she, um, you know, the problem is everyone thinks. You know, I've heard, you know, she's dumb. She's this. She she doesn't speak. Listen. Um, one, it's not her place. She's the first lady. Uh, she can or she can't. She will or she won't. She did or she didn't. She doesn't make the policy. She doesn't carry out the policy. She's a beautiful woman. She has a child. She's married to this guy. Yeah. I think she gets a lot of criticism, but it is funny. Uh when she tries to express herself, but I think we lose sight sometimes. No, that no, specula- English is not a reason. There's speculation that once this is put to rest, right. that she'll probably seek a, a divorce. Um, Maybe. You know, because, what if she absolutely loves him? That, that's just a, that's my point. We don't know. Ah, we don't know. I don't think. I don't think he's. I could him. never love him. I don't like the guy, but I'm not going to. Oh, I don't, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think that's possible. Um, I don't think it's possible right? because it, you could see you could see just the way her demeanor is around. Oh no, no, she's clearly been pissed off at him. Uh, you could see that. I think that's a standard. I forth. think that's a standard 
procedure right there for her standard behavior. Right. Is, is her default feeling is det- she detests the guy. And um, I think he's a narcissist and stuff like that. Oh, listen, I detest the guy. She may or may not. You're probably right, though, because I know she's been and upset. And there's people out there that but quite wor- frankly, worship. She's a mom with a kid. They worship the corn kid. out of his shit. And if she does anything right, she'll insulate that child from his sickness. Yeah. And oh. you know what? I, if that's what she's tried to do thus far, I think she has. Uh, I give her credit. No, I don't think it's going to be possible. Anything, you know. Well, I, I'd like to thank you all for listening. Uh, please uh, follow us on Facebook, uh, Twitter. I will try to do more tweets and stuff like that. Tweet we'll away. have another. We'll have another uh, excerpt of Melania's book. I think it's going to be about the status of her marriage and oh. where to go next on the, the next excerpt. Maybe a little longer. So thank you very much. <laughs> thank you, Papa Joe. You're welcome. Okay, here we go. Until next time. Home. They say it's where the heart is. They also say it's wherever you make it. They don't say it's where you unload your stuff, get tired halfway through unpacking, use some boxes as furniture, realize your oven mitts in a box that doubles as a nightstand, don't want to buy a new nightstand, and use a towel as an oven mitt instead. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on renters and car insurance. Easier than grabbing a piping hot pan with a towel that's a bit too thin and trying to quickly get it to the counter. Ooh, hot, 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 hot. Switching and saving with GEICO is easy, so you're free to ponder life's big questions. Like if a person can get discombobulated, does that mean the rest of the time they're just like, combobulated? Are we humans always in a state of combobulation? Until of course something dramatic happens, and we are discombobulated for a while. Then we go back to being combobulated. Yeah, that's probably how that works. Switch and save with GEICO. It's easier than you think.